Flamm. Flamm. Watch out, they told me. Flamm, 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 flamm. It will flam 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 There may flam. be Nazis too flam 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 And that's what flam. we have for you flam 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 Flum, 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 dumpster. Today, on Banquet at the Flum Dumpster. How drab, how dull critique can be. It's begging and pleading for apathy. The good, the bad, the in-between. And nothing is everyone's cup of tea. No time to waste, there's things to do. Jared and Eric are happy to. They'll suffer the worst of films for you. So enter the strangest of banquet rooms. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to an episode where we find out what we hate more. Elves or ourselves? <laughs> that rhymes. Well, we did watch another elf movie that yes. is airing or dropping either the week before this one or a couple of weeks before this one because we're watching this movie today and we're not sure if it's a Christmas movie or not. It may or may not be a Christmas movie. This is the least research we've done because <laughs> neither of us even know about what this is about. It, we're watching Elves. It's called Do Elves. Do you know a year? No. I, okay. We don't Do, even know the year. Did we I don't even know the decade. Did I tell you the story of why we're watching this movie today? You have, but tell it again for okay. the listeners. Um, so last week I found a video file on the main hard drive on my computer. And I remembered that it was a movie that my brother had placed there about like four or five years ago. And I, I think I vaguely remembered that he placed it there because it was, and this is my favorite uh, euphemism to use, relevant to my research interests. Mm -hmm. Um... And and I asked him, like, hey, hey, this is a this is a bad movie, right? Like this is something that I should watch because it's bad. And he's like and, and he didn't immediately remember it at first. Uh and he was like, Yeah, I, I think so. And then he Googled it, and then he immediately started laughing. <laughs> and he said and that's yes. That's so promising. And he said, Yes, definitely, definitely watch this on your podcast. Great. Yeah. Um, and that's all I know. And I asked him, I asked, the only other question that I asked him about it was if it was a Christmas movie in case it was something that we could record today. For Christmas. For Christmas. Yeah. Um, and I assume that we are taking his word for it that this is vaguely Christmas related. Uh, he, I, he didn't sound like he remembered it super well. It sounds like he watched it, like, five years ago. And I've been meaning to watch it ever since he gave me the video file. And it's been See, five it... years. And it, I, I remember nothing. I remember... I don't know anything about this movie. And it because, excites like, me. elves, inherently, you feel like, okay, that, that can be one of two things. Mm -hmm. Either Christmas mm -hmm. or it's Lord of the Rings. Mm, true. You know, like... Those are kind of where I get, you know, like, it's Santa's elves or it's, like, Legolas shooting a bow. Could be both. It could be both. Personally? That was actually, when I thought of that, I was like, if it's both, that is the best possible <laughs> scenario. Or it could be neither. <laughs> like, like Troll 2. Like Troll 2. Because <laughs> Troll 2, you know, you walk into a movie called Troll 2, and what do you expect? Trolls and maybe at least two, not <laughs> no trolls and it not being a sequel. Wasn't it? Wasn't it a sequel to something? It was a sequel to 
something that just had a different name. I think name. that it was vaguely related to a different movie. But none of the same characters were from that movie. And so I guess that gets into a question of, what makes a sequel a sequel? This is a clear tangent. Because we don't know if Elves has a sequel, <laughs> if it is a sequel. But this is what I'm raising it. Like, for example, is, like, if you have a sequel that has none of the same characters, like the first, the first Halloween movie, for example. Mm-hmm. Halloween the, was meant to be a bunch of different uh, stories. Like an anthology. Place on Halloween night. Like an yeah. anthology. Yeah. Um, but Halloween 2, they said, like, the studio was like, no, people like Mike Myers, give me more Mike Myers. So it became, like, a very, like, a much more clear sequel. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, is, for example, Puss in Boots a sequel to Shrek? It's a spinoff. Okay, so that's a spinoff. Uh-huh. So, is Troll 2, then, a spinoff? Of Troll. The, if, the name of the first one isn't called Troll, is it? Uh, it was called something I, totally different. It was called, like, Contagion something or other, wasn't no, it? No, that's the third one. Is like, Contamination Point 3. I feel like this is a conversation that we might need to table for the episode that I now really want us to do on one or both of those movies. Contamination Point 3? And Troll 1. Yeah, because... Whatever I, I, Troll 1 is actually called. Yeah, I, I'm not convinced that it, it's like... There, there are sequels that you're like, oh yeah, that's, that's because like... For example, Trolls and Trolls World 2. Tour. <laughs> Trolls World Tour. Clear sequels. Mm-hmm. Clear sequel there. So I, I'm going to try and segue us back on topic a, a little bit. And ask okay. the question, uh, a, a slight, a slight variation on the question that you asked. Yes. If this is maybe a Christmas movie that we're watching today, what makes a Christmas movie a Christmas movie? I'm gonna say, it not being Die Hard. Because I know that's why you're asking that question. That's not why I'm asking that question. I was, I, I, I was not <laughs> trying to provoke you into making controversial statements on the internet. But okay, go ahead. Why is Die Hard not a Christmas movie? Get us cancelled on Twitter. Look, I think there's definitely... You can make the argument, and I don't care if you watch Die Hard at Christmas. That's fine. There is something about a Christmas movie that makes me think, okay, it needs to have... Some relation to, A, the traditional iconography of Christmas. B, the spirit of the season of giving and generosity and blah, 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 blah. Or C, Jesus Christ's birthday. Hang on. I'm writing these down so that I can uh, hold us to them after the break. So iconography of Xmas... um... What was what was the other one? Uh, the spirit thematic... of giving and holiday merriment, stuff like that. Like, giving the Hallmark Christmas movies. Holiday. There's, there's, like, they always have, like, okay, well, two of the three. Okay. <laughs> they rarely have a Hallmark movie about the birth of Jesus, but... <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, in order to qualify as a Christmas movie, you need to have A... I, the iconography of Christmas, I, I wrote very quickly, and I spelt iconography with an F. Just... Good. I, I, this is not a visual medium, and I wasn't even holding my notes up to the camera, so nobody needed to know that, but I just said it out <laughs> loud. A Christmas movie contains two out of three, the iconography of Christmas a thematic tie to giving and the holidays and family and such and such, or the literal birth of literal Jesus. Yes, which, of course, did not happen on December 25th. And it does need to be the literal Jesus, right? Like, Like, the Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe is not a Christmas movie because Aslan is not literally Jesus. No, no, the thing is, 
The Chronicles of Narnia, The Lie of the Witch of the Wardrobe, talks about the rebirth of Aslan. Right. That is clearly an Easter movie. Shoot. Sharon. Shoot. That is but 100% be, okay, an but Easter if, movie. If, it like was, if, if there was a, a, a prequel about the birth of Aslan where, with, like, a baby Aslan... So that's, you know, in the books, they've just never made a movie of The Mission, Magician's no, I, Apprentice. I read The Magician's Apprentice when I was, like, eight. I don't remember yeah. them. I mean, I also don't remember anything about those books. Okay, so so in The Magician's Apprentice, like, Aslan is there already because I believe he's God. But what's the birth? It's the birth of, like, the entire universe. Yeah, but it's not the, but it's not the birth of... At, like, there's not, like, a baby little lion cub Aslan, is there? Not that I recall. So, again, that, I also so, read this, like, a dozen years ago, yeah. <laughs> but you have an objectively better memory than I do. <laughs> I'm saying, hypothetically, would it fulfill that third criteria for being a Christmas movie if it was a metaphorical birth of a metaphorical Jesus? I think it would. I think that if there's a, a clear metaphor... So, like, okay. the, the thing that I, I find when people talk about Die Hard, mm-hmm. it's like, so it does have some Christmas iconography, but it's tangential to the story. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. like, I take the example of the movie The Silent Partner, where it's integral to the plot that Christopher Plummer goes and robs banks dressed as Santa Claus. Mm. Because he pretends that, like, it's like mall Sanders are all around and he can go around, and people are just like, oh, that's a mall Santa, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it is integral to the plot that it takes place at Christmas. Dyer can be at any time of the year. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if something could just as easily not be a Christmas movie, like, if it is just, it happens to be set in a specific time of the year, I don't see why I would need to watch it at that time of the year. Okay, so let me put this two out of three criteria to the test. Yeah. Elf Bowling the movie yeah. objectively has the iconography of Christmas. Yes. However, there is no mention of Jesus, and there is no thematic message of giving or the holidays or of family. It's literally just a bunch of elves making fart noises with their armpits for 90 minutes. Oh, I, I don't think... I think if one is very substantial, then it, 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 it will mm. count. Like, okay. for example, the birth of Jesus doesn't have necessarily, like, mm. a s- distinct iconography. Like, there's, it's very rare to have two of the three. It's like, you can have a little bit of two or a lot of one. Okay. So if, if Die Hard... Uh, if, if Die Hard was... Uh, you know, the way that Die Hard was. And then Bruce Willis went home afterwards and his wife told to him, I have been immaculately conceived. (laughs) Would that make Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes. (laughs) 100%. If... If he came home and he'd been Josephed, <laughs> then I would I would take back everything I've said and say yes, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Because uh, like really, the the big thing is just like okay, it's set on Christmas Eve, and you know there are presents, and there are there's a tree in the hotel or whatever, and it's like okay. <laughs> but if you take away the tree at the hotel and put it on June 12th, is it the same movie? Yeah. There's not the part where he's cold on the roof, but otherwise, yeah. The part same where he's movie. cold on the roof could have been in February, though. Yes, it could have been. It, this could, it could have been a Groundhog Day movie. I can't think of an actual Groundhog well, Day movie, so it may as well be. What what about what about Groundhog Day, the movie Groundhog Day? Is that not a Groundhog Day movie? Is there is that a movie? I'm not familiar with that movie. The one the one with Bill Murray. Not not ringing any bells. Sorry. Oh wait, is that the one that like 
with the so time stuck loops. Stuck in Punxsutawney in the time loop. The time loops. It's called Groundhog Day. Oh right. This and is yeah. He wakes up every day to Sunny and Cher, and then they say, yeah. "Good morning, campers. It's a cold day out there. It's a cold day every day." I'm... I've seen this movie a lot. It's Sorry, Groundhog you... Day. You just terrified me. Do you want to know why? <laughs> because, dear listener, Eric Tish knows every movie that has ever existed. And I just name-dropped a fairly well-known movie, and he looked at me like I was from Mars. And I genuinely, <laughs> in that moment, in that moment, I was 50% sure that I had just fallen into a parallel universe where the movie <laughs> Groundhog Day never existed. I think I've watched Groundhog Day on Groundhog Day at least seven times. Why would you gaslight me like that? <laughs> it's Christmas, maybe? Um, or it might be February. We might be releasing this on Groundhog Day. Uh, in the spirit of the season, on Christmas month, maybe, <laughs> gaslight your friends into thinking that movies that they are very certain exist don't actually exist. And that's how you make your life a real Christmas movie. Yeah. If we don't drop this on Christmas, we're releasing it on Groundhog Day, I've decided. Absolutely. I don't care what day Groundhog Day is in the week. We're releasing it on Groundhog Day. Yeah. Happy Groundhog the, in, Day. With that in mind, let's find out if this is a Christmas movie. I think that's a good idea. Full spoilers for elves. I don't know what year it's from. After it, this, it, it'll be in the title. It'll be in the title after this musical interlude. Remain on the edge of your seat in a moment. Your hosts will return with the fruits of their suffering. Every last thought that is currently buffering too. The time has arrived. Their opinions will now debut. Hello, friends. It's just me here delivering a quick content warning that this episode contains mentions of incest and a vague allusion to sexual assault. Uh, it's pretty tame, but I figured I'd let you know, just in case that sort of thing might ruin your day. Uh, otherwise, let's go back to the episode. And we're back. We just yeah. spent about 20 minutes recording and attempting to record the teaser that you heard at the beginning. <laughs> um... <laughs> It took us a long time to get that right, and I hope those two audio tracks synchronize well when I edit them, because we are recording this over Zoom. Sorry uh, in advance. <laughs> there's a reason. Or, wait, no, I can't say sorry in advance, because you've already heard it. <laughs> there's a reason why we got Tarquin to record our theme song. She's way more musically inclined than mm -hmm. either of us mm -hmm. combined. Mm -hmm. um, and that's our show. Thank you to that's Tarquin. That's our show. Thank you to Tarquin. Go Follow listen to Twitter. my cover of the Jeffrey Bezos Amazon song <laughs> from our Cinderella episode. Yeah. Uh, let's. No, let's. Okay. Okay. Let's talk. Let's talk about elves. Uh, what year is it from? You looked it up. Uh, Eighty-nine. Eighty-nine. So I placed it at eighties. Yeah. Um, barely got there, but uh, yeah. Okay, Same year so, as things. Huh? Same year as things. It had and, it had a very things vibe. And? Yeah, and the same year as the original Troll movie. I mean, was this the original Troll movie? You start to wonder. I, okay, I had a, I, I was going to start us off with, is this a Christmas movie? But I'd like to start us off instead, now that you've mentioned Troll. Um... We we discussed we discussed enough. We made a lot of speculations in our uh, introductory portion that have mm -hmm. proved a little bit relevant. One of those was: Is this elves in the Santa's workshop sense? Is this elves in the Lord of the Rings sense? Is this both, or is this neither? Yeah. I think it was neither. I forgot about the third option 
of elves being a Nazi thing. I want to try something. I want to try something. I've got... I've got a timer, a physical, a physical bell timer here. I'm going to set it to about 60 seconds. Eric, I want you to summarize the plot of this movie before the bell rings. Okay. Re- okay. You want, you, want, you want to go for it? We'll try this. We'll try this. Uh, I, there's a I lot did... in this movie. That's why we're doing this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, ready? No interrupting me, though. Oh, no. And go. So it starts with uh, three teenagers in a forest performing a rite for the Sisters of Anti-Christmas. They accidentally resurrect a goblin from the ground. She then goes back home. The goblin attacks her brother, who's a bit of a pervert. Uh, the, the brother thinks that it's a cat, or the mom thinks that it's a cat, so she kills the cat the, while the daughter is at work at the mall where she... Uh, is harassed by one Santa. They hire a new Santa. That Santa then teams up with her to fight these bad guys with an elf. Uh, Those bad guys turn out to be Nazis. Those Nazis have a secret plan to make a master race by mating an elf with a virgin, who is our main character, who is also the product of her Nazi grandfather having, let's say, non-consensual sex with her own mother to create her and... At the very end, she kills that elf before you can, she can, he can mate with her. But wait, there's a baby. <laughs> Good job. Good job. Um, thank you for that summary. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, that, a lot happened in that movie. Yes. A lot happened. Uh, I, I, okay, yeah, so now, now's the part where I want to get into, um, was this a Chris, like, are we, are we releasing this episode in December, or are we releasing this episode on Groundhog Day, is my first question. So, from my perspective, this, we, we talked before about the three things that can make. Yes. Uh, Christmas movie. I feel like this had all three. Interesting. Please share with the class. Christmas iconography. Obvious. Check, check. Yes, I There's can. A, it takes place at Christmas, Mall Santa, the goblin apparently has to specifically mate on Christmas. Eve, Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. And with that, the goblin is seeking out to conceive of, uh, with a virgin, <laughs> to give birth to a child. Not, and, not just any virgin, though, this specific virgin. Yes, yeah, but, but just, and, and they do invoke eschatology. What's, 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 what's eschatology? <laughs> the, the, remember how he was like, it's all in the book of Revelation. <laughs> so there's this whole thing where it's like eschatology, I believe, is, if I have it correct, it's like the Christian, um, the, it's like it's everything to do with the end times, the rapture, Jesus returning and mm. bringing about the end of the world. Mm-hmm. If that's being invoked here, they're very clearly trying to make a second coming of Christ with this elaborate scheme. Through the... the... Aryan goblin baby. Yes, why else would the goblin have to mate on Christmas? And um, and so you've you've referenced how to where's the thematic connection to giving and the holidays and family? Santa asks for oral. No. <laughs> okay, here's my counterpoint. This isn't a Christmas movie. This is an anti-Christmas movie. Interesting. Okay. Uh, I not can see only that. not only are we introduced initially to our three main characters who describe themselves as sisters of anti-Christmas. Uh, all of the Christmas iconography 
in this film is deliberately undercut. There yeah. is a sense throughout, there is a deliberate crassness to the way that characters speak, to uh, the attitude that it takes towards Christmas iconography. Santa asks for oral. <laughs> there, like, there is, this is, there, it's, it's a kind of, not counterculture. Counterculture is the wrong word to use here. But do you know what I mean? It's like... But I think that I think that there is room in Christmas movies for anti-Christmas yes, movies. Yes, yes, yes. I, I... But there's more than that. Because there's, there's also the, the way that thematically, I thought initially that the elf was murdering people who were not of the Christmas spirit. You know? Santa asks for orals, mm -hmm. gets his balls violently ripped off by a demon elf. Um, I've forgotten a, a second example. Uh, <laughs> the cat... He, it goes no. around killing the uh, sisters of anti-Christmas. Yeah, that's, that's true. They didn't... They weren't... Um, they weren't in the spirit of the season. Uh, the the mom was kind of abusive, and she got murdered. That is kind of thematically, um, like thematically connected, sort of to the spirit of giving. Uh, yeah. But then in the second half of the movie, they bring in the Nazi shit, and that yeah, okay. kind of like that that like once you bring in Nazis, that kind of. <laughs> weighs down every other thematic thread of your movie and now it becomes a Nazi movie. But at the same time, though, I feel like that, that this is a part that I, I'm kind of struggling with is would this have been at all an interesting movie without the Nazi thing? Like, what, well, what, let's, what let's happened get there. when the Nazis came in made it different? Because, like, up until that point, I was really just like, this is just like an average 80s B-movie. <laughs> I was, Do you know what I mean? I was thinking the same thing. I was starting to fall asleep just a little bit before the Nazis got there. But, but, but not one because more it was like especially dull, just because it was kind of like... It was kind of like... Average. And we're watching this a little bit late into the evening. Yeah. But, okay, one more thing, though. Because your third, your third criteria for a Christmas movie was the literal birth of literal Christ. Yeah. This was the Antichrist. Anti-Christmas, no, anti-Christmas movie. They they even I, they even called him an Antichrist at one point. Yeah, but but that's it it goes with the book of revelations though. But when you celebrate Christmas, do you celebrate the conception of the Antichrist? <laughs> do you? Do you, like not I don't even personally. Do you? But the sisters of anti Christmas, <laughs> right? I, but no, I see your I see your point, but I still think that um, you can't make there 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 has to be the, movies movies that are anti Christmas fall into the genre of yeah. Christmas movies, and and especially so, like, that's where I feel like and especially we, we in can the context. disagree on whether it's a Christmas or an anti Christmas movie. Like, if it's pro or anti, but I think in either case, Christmas is more relevant to it than any other genre. Maybe well, then more. I guess there's a question, is this like Die Hard in the sense that you could set this movie at any other time of year and it would work just as well? Like, if it was on the eve of Halloween, the elf demon has to mate with a virgin in order to conceive the perfect Aryan baby... Or oh, whatever. No, it would, it would be a completely different movie, I think. Like, there are layers to the fact that the elf has to mate on Christmas that you would lose in any other holiday. What if the elf had to mate on Groundhog Day? I mean, that would be kind of interesting, where everyone would assume that it's a groundhog attacking them. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, damn, we picked him up one too many times. <laughs> damn. Um, it is six more weeks of winter after all. 
Oh, I saw more than a shadow tonight. <laughs> um, uh, please no, hire I, us like, to write your Groundhog Day horror movie. Anyone? Yeah. Uh, anyone. Anyone. Uh, but it, no, that's that's it, like I think that because there are Christmas horror movies. You know, Black Christmas is a mm. great example of one where it's still like it's very hard to make a feel good horror Christmas movie. Mm. Um, I think you have to go into like a dark direction and kind of go against the societal expectations of a Christmas movie. Um, for example, invoking the book of revelations. <laughs> I, I think that this movie was also interested in appealing to a certain viewership that like it, like a like that, like rebellious teenager kind of viewership in the eighties. Like yeah. it, like, and counterculture doesn't feel quite like the word that I want to use, but it feels like that kind of like it's the it's the only word that's coming into my mind at a little bit too late into the evening on a Thursday well, night. Um, in the eighties, there, there it was kind of an era of just that like r- rebelling against everything. Yeah, and this is you know, like a, that was what it is. And yeah. this is a like rebelling against Christmas. This is a like let's get together and watch this direct to VHS. I presume. Uh, shitty b-movie about a fucking goblin that murders teenagers and that's and that's and that's the movie i don't know that this would be straight to vhs because i can seriously imagine this playing at a drive-in Ooh, like this feels this Mm. feels like the second movie at a (laughs) drive-in like the one that most people aren't paying attention for a lot of people already left some people aren't even facing the screen. They're busy with other activities. Other activities? Some people have pinball machines in their vans. I mm. don't know. Um, but uh, that's the whole that is, thing. That it's is like, what we did uh, when we went to a drive-in to watch F9, isn't it? Yeah, well, we didn't stay for the second movie. Uh, that's true. We went true. home and played pinball. Uh, yeah. Uh, dear listener, please stay tuned into the new year when we release our episode where we watched F9 at a drive-in theater when it came out and we still haven't released it yet. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll do the one-year anniversary of <laughs> F9's release. Um, uh, yeah. Along with Anyways, the two-year anniversary of Cats that we're planning to drop and like next week like next week um i just so putting aside whether this is a christmas movie i think mm-hmm. we also need to talk about is this like when when these the nazi thing came in it definitely became a more fun movie to watch mm-hmm. like there there were moments that just it 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 raised it into a level of camp that i think uh, I don't. I didn't get from the first half of the movie as much. I got a little bit of camp in like the f- first like ten to fifteen minutes, and then it mm-hmm. kind of felt like it fell off. Uh, but I definitely agree with you that the Nazis brought with them some really great moments. I have in my notes written with zero context the words swastika boobs. Uh, yes. Those words are underlined, and I'm not going to elaborate. Yeah, um, I my my favorite line was when um, it was just like, um, "Is that uh, Willie was like, is everything going to be okay?" And she's like, "No, Willie, Gramps a Nazi." <laughs> <laughs> I think my uh, my favorite part of the movie was when Mike he consulted the, the other mall Santa. Yeah, he he. Consult. He drives to some historian, scientist. I don't know some expert's house. Both on. <laughs> so those are the people who have two PhDs. Yes. Uh, drives drives to the expert's house on Christmas Eve. He's carving his turkey as this guy bursts through the door, and then it. <laughs> expert proceeds to just info dump this like three minute long straight exposition at least three minutes it could have gone as long as five he just so quickly just like 
powers through the whole history of Nazi experimentation with elves. And then he's like, is that all? You can go now. And then his child pipes up and goes, Daddy, what's an elf? Well, no, it was, you have to make sure to mention that he kept going, but none of this matters because elves aren't real. (laughs) And I just, I don't, I don't understand how someone could be that thoroughly researched on it. And, so, and some guy runs into his house on Christmas and like, this is a matter of life and death. And he has no follow-up questions. He gives him all of his information. The guy leaves <laughs> and he's just like, okay, back to dinner. Back to the turkey. Like, you are an expert in this. This is probably the first time that somebody has consulted you on this. <laughs> you know? It's kind of like when you're an Egyptologist and Nicolas Cage bursts through your door <laughs> and demands information. You're, you're, you're going to want to stick with him and go on to the adventure with him. You're not going to want to just be like, well, that was fun. I'm glad I spent my whole life researching Cleopatra. Do, 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 back to my potatoes. Like, it's... <laughs> This does have me imagining now, like, what if, what if in, in 15 years, 20 years after I have, I don't know, tenure or something, whatever my future looks like, that's optimistic. Uh, The job market in academia is not that good. Uh, Yeah, then someone bursts into your office and says, tell me everything you know about cats. (laughs) (laughs) The fate of the universe depends upon it. I swear. The ghost of Tom Hooper is living inside of me. Uh, Bustopher Ho- Jones is a real cat. <laughs> Do you think that Tom Hooper is going to get revenge upon us for cats from beyond the grave? Or is cats the revenge for cats? I... I... I kind of wish that, like, there was some way that he would be able to elaborately remove all copies of Cats from existence and that everyone would have to wonder, did it ever even come out? I have seen that movie how many times now? Seven times? Yeah. You may, was... you may have been able to gaslight me earlier into thinking that Groundhog Day was never a movie that existed. <laughs> I know that Cats was a movie that existed. Tom Hooper cannot do that to me. Uh, that movie is burned into my brain. But there's that, like, there's... I remember there was this urban legend of... Uh, I think it was Jerry Lewis, where there was one movie that he made that was like, ridiculously bad that he was so ashamed of, and there was this rumor that he kept the only copy of it with him on his person at all times so nobody else could see it. It was some movie about, like, he was a clown in a concentration camp trying to, like, entertain children, and he felt it was in very poor taste, and so I'm forgetting what it's called now. Uh, you, you talk while I research this. Um... Yeah, I, I hear that and I go, how did that even get made to begin with if you f- decide after the fact that maybe it was in poor taste and nobody should see it? Also, why would you carry around the copy with you on your person? That doesn't so make... Why called, not just burn it? So it was called The Day the Clown Cried. Um, uh-huh. And he apparently re- repeatedly insisted that it would never be released, but later donated an incomplete copy of the film to the Library of Congress in 2015 under the stipulation that it was not to be screened before June 2024. <gasps> that's, 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 that's soon. That's soon. That's yes, soon. it's very soon. That's very soon. Okay, okay, I don't this know. This is according to Wikipedia. I don't know. I don't know how long this podcast is going to last for. It <laughs> might last a year it might I, I think our minimum goal is a year. Uh, it might last longer than that. I don't care if we go off the air before <laughs> 2024. We are going to reunite in 2024 to watch this movie, and it may be our last ever episode. 
<laughs> but we're 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 I'm I'm making that commitment right now. Even yeah. even if even if nobody ever follows this podcast, even if it never becomes a, even if it never gains traction, we will release one more episode in 2024 on the day the clown cried or whatever it was called. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Okay. I I'm in. I'm definitely in. I I guess, you know, we can now tie this back to Nazis. Good, because uh, we got uh, very off topic there for a while. We got very off topic, because, but we've, we've circled back around through Speaking the of concentration, movie. Speaking yeah. of concentration camps, let's oh unpack the Nazis in elves. Merry Christmas, everybody. Um, <laughs> Nothing says Christmas like... I'm not going to finish that sentence. Um, no. Um, but honestly, this, this movie... The fact that there's enough, like, there, there's actually substance to, like, kind of piece apart. Uh-huh. Like, you can kind of, like, imagine leaving this movie and actually talking about it with your friends and uh-huh. kind of, like, debating uh, and, like, talking about the different parts. And to me, it kind of succeeds I was in, thinking, in that way. I was thinking the same thing. Like, it's... There are thematic threads that run throughout that get connected to each other in a way that feels not quite tight like it's there's there it's still like a little bit on the disjointed side but it has enough ideas and the ideas themselves cohere together i'm gonna say yeah no there's there's like there is actually a through line that carries through the Uh movie in a weird way like when when you get to the nazi part you're like wait a minute they actually hinted about this yeah through a lot of the first part but it's it's not it's not just that there's also a sense that like like the the Nazis are there and they're actually being Nazis, you yeah. know. Like it, it feels like they're engaging with Nazis not just to be like, oh, what do we do with the second half of this movie? Let's throw some Nazi shit in there. Yeah, it's like it's weird and it's campy and there's swastika boobs, but yeah. like the Nazis are there who, like, they have something to say about Nazis. Yeah, no, there's, it, like, it's not the, like, Nazi exploitation in quite the mm-hmm. same way. Like, you get that a lot in these, like, low-budget horror movies, especially, like, the further you get from the actual atrociousness of the Nazis, the more they're, like, yeah, we'll just throw them into, like, uh, there are Nazi zombies, yeah. You know, coming to attack us, or there's Nazis on the moon. Like, people will just kind of throw it in there. This didn't quite feel like that. No, it's like, it's, it's asking questions like, what does it actually mean to create a master race? What does a master race actually look like? And engages in, like, the, the, the questions of, like, I don't know, incest that are mm-hmm. kind of involved in that like the way that the brother uh peeps on his sister in the shower early in the film connects to how her grandfather is also her father yeah and that's how they created the perfect uh uh whatever it is for the elf to mate with like yeah it's 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 a a weird idea and it's messy in its execution but it's like it has something to say about nazis no we it it reminds me of what we kind of came out with from cinderella where it was like we like in a weird way where it was like we were actually kind of glad that it took some risks uh-huh. and went to places that like not all of it worked, but, like, it, it, it went out there and tried to be more than just, like, 
average B movie that everyone's going to forget. There's there's some reason that we're watching it today. Mm-hmm. You know, like decades after it actually came out. But I think that like the the messiness of the execution in Elves kind of still fits within the context of the film succeeding on its own terms yeah. in a way. Like it, with with Cinderella, the messiness of the plot is juxtaposed by the way that the visual style of the film is very clean and very polished and very, like, corporatized Amazon, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. Um, this was a messy movie. Mm-hmm. It was messy in the way that it was shot. It was messy in the way that it was acted. It was messy in the way that its ideas fit together. It was messy in the way that in the video file that we had, it started off with a preview for a movie called Alien Seed because this was just a full VHS rip that started from the (laughs) FBI warning and ended at the end. Um, I hope you look forward to our full episode on Alien Seed because that one also looked incredible. Um, Like, like, there, there was an a stylistic through line of messiness throughout this film that regardless of whether or not it was intentional made it feel cohesive and it makes the fact that the like the nazi analogy that they're making doesn't quite fit together in a way that feels like it works more than the ideas in Cinderella 2021 felt like they worked yeah no, I just, I really just meant the comparison as being like, when we came out of it, mm. we didn't feel like, oh, like, this, there was a lack of ambition here. Like, we, we praised mm-hmm. how in Cinderella, they, they went for something and they just, it was clear that they were kept from going there. Mm. Here, I don't think there were any shackles. Uh. I don't think there was anything stopping them. And that's why we're having this other reaction to it. Mm-hmm. It's like... It's this messy movie, but, like, because they didn't have some kind of corporate entity breathing down their necks, mm. no, you have to make uh, a traditional Christmas movie. <laughs> you have to make a Christmas movie. It's called Elves. I don't think there was anyone who said that. They were, there was somebody who said, no, just go out and do this. Nobody's going to watch this. <laughs> like, um, honestly, no, I, th- I think that what, what I will take from this is... There are actually people who I know who I feel like could genuinely enjoy this movie mm-hmm. and not entirely because it's like there's some campy elements, there's some bad elements, but like that's all part of the fun of it. Yeah. And yeah, there's there are just some actually interesting conversations to be had when you come out of it. Yeah. And I wasn't expecting that. I did. I had no idea what Elf was going to be. <laughs> I didn't think... I think it's going to be thought provoking. <laughs> I what did you think else was going to be? I was expecting like a like a like a really bad animated film. Oh, see I I was picturing bad live action. Mm. Like I like like just low budget Christmas like um the kind of like like near a sitcom of like the day-to-day elves in Santa's workshop Mm. you never see Santa you just see elves just like wandering Mm. around maybe but maybe it's like they try to do in like like a trauma style where it's like they have like really gritty crass elves and it's like a weird raunchy comedy like that could work too you know like I work in a bad way you know (laughs) like you just have like Oh yeah, the, while the elves are on break, they go do crack. Like <laughs> Um and you know, they get up to the terrible shenanigans that you don't want to know about when those toys show up at your house. Like I thought that could be what we were watching today. I'm glad we didn't. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that I'm glad that we watched this. Yeah, uh I am too. Yeah. Eric And with that What do you think we've learned today? I think you learned what eschatology means. (laughs) (laughs) And I've already forgotten. (laughs) With that said, that has been our episode on Elves 1989. 
Uh, we have been Banquet at the Flum Dumpster. If you would like to follow us on Twitter, you can do so at Banquet at the Flum Dumpster. Please tweet at us what you thought was very thought-provoking about what we found thought-provoking about <laughs> elves. I've realized recently that we should probably be putting out more call-to-actions to get people to tweet at us. So, please tweet at us. So not like, is is blank a Christmas movie? I mean, you could also tweet at us. Uh, you could just you could just ask us questions like, is uh, Juno a Christmas movie? That was the first Weird movie example. that popped into my mind. I don't know why. <laughs> just like, just ask us questions at yeah, Flum Dumpster. Yeah, is X a Christmas movie? And we will respond. And we, we will, will tell you what our honest thoughts are. It may be one In, word answer, but yeah. you will you will get some quality interaction with us. This is this is taking far too long. Uh, if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can do so at Jared Aronoff. Uh, if you'd like to follow Tarquin on Twitter, that's at Tark Alexandra. She did the music for our show, and she's great. Eric, have you got a Twitter? Don't forget about the EP that you can also go and get yeah i was gonna do that after your twitter i'm doing this out of order you don't You're have doing it a out twitter, of order though. just do the this EP. is this is deliberately messy i'm doing deliberate messiness it's a it's part of the style now and it's not you because can find it's... me listening to tarkin's latest <laughs> ep on my on spotify a tyrant's demise and it's great it's great it's really great um uh, 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 what else do we have? We've got an Instagram. We've got a, we've got a, we've got a Facebook page. We've got a TikTok now. Um, I, 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 there's... We still have not been told by anybody to get a LinkedIn. <laughs> no, we have not. But I don't think that we've released the episode yet where we make that joke. Yeah. Or was that Elf Bowling? Or was that the other one that we recorded recently? Tell us what episode... <laughs> Did we ask you if we wanted to make a link? Tell us if you would like us to start releasing these episodes in chronological order because we're losing track of what jokes we can do callbacks to. Tell us if we should stop recording these near midnight. <laughs> and with that, um, we're going to go to bed. But in the meantime... I hope you vote. I hope you vote. If the concept were to exist, that I'm to explain, which it doesn't. In hypothetical terms, every form of art has a bucket, a container to categorize the format and style, the greats and the rotten. The podcast that you've just consumed did the work for you by scraping the bottom.